We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Welcome back, everybody. Best hour of their day. Hey, what do you think of the uh, Whoop 4.0, Fern? Have you checked it out? No. That doesn't surprise me. Is it not this one? (laughs) No, that's the 3.0, what you're referring to on your wrist. Um, That I I, I have not looked at the data on since I got it. (laughs) Yeah, it's more just an accessory piece for you. It's like a friendship bracelet. (laughs) Hey, since we're wearing matching ones, are we now uh, best friends? Uh, I'll think about it. All right, let me know. Get back to me on that. But, uh, you know... I've grown. Wait, did from- you weave this band at at uh, at summer camp? Because yeah, lanyard. Did, can- that's the perfect. box yeah. cross. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah. Remember those, right. Katie? Did you do lanyard when you were younger? No, she's way no. too young for that. Oh, is that <laughs> used to too make, young? You, yeah, well, we used to make the the bracelets, and then you made the 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 wired keychains. Oh remember yeah, those. Oh, of course. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is uh, you know, instead of scrolling Instagram, Katie, people used to build things. Yeah, <laughs> they used I to think- build. I, I think if, if someone sent me some lanyard, by the way, someone sent me this T-shirt. It says <laughs> Noble, shortest on earth. On the back, it says L4. If you're watching the video, Allison Griggs, thank you. Um, Katie gave her my home address, which she was very, I appreciate Katie kind of weeding through, making sure it wasn't a crazy person. To, to, is that to a trademark clear, violation? It, it probably is. Yeah, <laughs> probably going to get Noble coming to the house. But um. <laughs> Allison may be crazy. We haven't found that out yet. She's just a crazy person that preemptively sent a T-shirt before. She's uh, won a what, caption contest with us before, too. And yeah. she, uh, yeah, so but she's I'm a long time fan of the show. I'm almost positive uh, this is a female ahead. cut. I'm not sure, but no, it I'm, feels I'm like a, a female cut. I'm a thousand percent positive that's a female <laughs> cut. Katie, do you remember off the top of your head who was the, the ARC's smarkier winner? Uh, Ryan. No. Ryan. Keep talking and I will pull up, but Maybe you'll find that anyway. Yeah, I Fern, I'm confident right now. If someone sent me lanyard, I can still do a couple of the stitches. There's always like the tough one, like the cobra. Well, they're not hard. Well, remember the cobra? That was it's a just hard like one. Over under. Yeah, the over under the box. But then yeah. if you did it like slightly diagonal, it would be yeah, like then rounded. You could, yeah, then you could make it spiral. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm feeling we need to get some lanyard when we go to uh, Austin. You know, it's funny. I bet there is. I bet there are an offensive amount of YouTube videos on how to do that. Oh yeah, imagine that. Imagine people are like, "What the fuck? This is a thing." And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, this is this is how we used to spend our days in school." And that's what's crazy, right? Like back then, this is like early '90s for both of us, like doing lanyards. Like you had to learn from someone, figure it out, trial and error. Nowadays, like you can get Logan some lanyard and she'd go on YouTube and, and figure it out and be able to yeah. fix things. To, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy what you can do in general these days. But anyway, no, the Whoop 4 came out. People are losing their mind. But I was going to say, I, I've I don't I think there's value and there's there's kind of like eh, with the Whoop, right? What's the difference? Are you wearing it right now? No, no, it's it's 
three point. I know I'm an influencer for it. I understand. I was going to say, well, we can't I understand be friends if you're wearing the four and I'm wearing the three. This isn't how this works. Well, yeah. I mean, they're probably it's probably on the way early because I am an influencer. They want me to post about it. Sponsoring. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I went on just like everybody else. And you have to kind of apply for it or whatever. But I think the the, the most people the that four? were the we do the that four, again. Wait, what? <laughs> the Wait, we can apply. We can get the new one. You can get the new one if you go on the app. Oh, I should get the new one and and also not not wear track it. that one. Yeah. yeah, I should get that. So yeah. here he is. He's going to try to figure it out. Yeah. So I think for most people, the whoop becomes a sleep, a glorified go to bed. Like, hey, this is your daily reminder. If you want to recover and be in the green, you should probably go to bed. You should probably stop drinking alcohol and maybe stop eating. Because I can tell you, I've made a conscious effort to stop eating before 8 p.m. I put, I try my best to be done by 7.30 these days, which you guys know for me, liking my snacks in the office um, is tough, but my HRV has gone up substantially. So I think the Whoop is good for stuff like that testing, but it's cool. Now I know that. Do I need to wear this forever? I don't know, but I'm excited nonetheless to see what the, what the Whoop 4.0 brings. Well, I think, I think just like anything, it's just at some point, like the data is, is no longer useful. Yeah. Or like once I've collected it, I, I kind of have a pretty good feel for like what the data says and what it means. Um, you know, like, 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 do you, how often do you log workouts now? Well, you, you know, I've been doing Wendler, so I do keep track right. of my Wendler. And then once in a while I'll throw in there, like if I did something after, but I'll, right. I'll track Wendler just to have a rough idea, but CrossFit the, workouts. Yeah. I'll put them. Yeah. I whether I track them or not, I don't refer back to them. Right. And so I, I had a, I had like two full, like if anybody's in the military, write in the rain notebooks. It was it, it spanned like years that were like completely. They would have like eight or nine workouts logged on them, and it's just like workout, workout, workout. Just like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of workouts. Um, at some point, I'm like, I don't need any of this anymore. Like I have enough data stored in my brain to understand like this is up or down, and I'll generally understand what the trend is. Which is the same thing for sleep. But like at some point, you don't need to look at that every night. Like you should generally know what your sleep pattern is in order to, and then how to fix it moving forward. So I think there's I think there's data. Uh, to be informed. And then at some point, I, I actually do tend to believe this, that there's data that is a distraction. So, and then I think, and then ultimately this will kind of parlay into what the, is just like, okay, what are you using that information for? Like, what's the plan? That's ultimately what any information it's like, cool. Right. Your, your Fran is three minutes. If you didn't look at it before you did Fran again, next time, what what's the value in it? Yeah. And and that's like, well, okay. So then you're you're tracking for the sake of track tracking anything just for the sake of tracking it is useless. Yeah. Right? It, it serves no value. Like I was uh, I was doing a um uh one of my members, she's they're doing their master's uh doing a master's course and they asked me if they could submit a bunch of questions about the business. And she's like, Hey, like, what do you guys track? What do you guys do? Shocker guys. Uh, we track all the same shit that we tell everybody else to track. Mm -hmm. And we're like, what's your growth plan? And I'm like, net three, here's all the reasons why. Um, but it, it, again, it's not about net three. It's about what net three gets me. And then what I'm going to do in order to achieve net three. Right. So well, when I'm tracking, I'm not tracking net three every month, just to be like, we check the box, right. It's either to verify or uh, that what we're doing is working or problem solve and continue to move forward. And then making sure that the plan that I've built collectively would fulfill that outcome because that outcome leads me to the ultimate goal. 
No, and, and that's a great uh, analogy and example of like, cool, net three, you know, something we promote with our clients is that all you really need is three new members per month. Now, you can have a net three month over month over month, but have a, you know, when, when we say net, I suppose we're kind of eliminating that, but it's like, you're not doing the retention stuff right. And you might have a net three for six, eight, nine, 12 months, and then a mass exodus in month 13. And you're like, oh shit, I track net three. What I wasn't doing is tracking all of the other stuff, like my retention and programs and communication and making sure those members were being successful. No different than the whoop. Cool. I use it to remind me to go to bed and get my eight hours of sleep, but I'm also, you know, going to sleep by 10 o'clock, but drinking three glasses of wine every night. Is that actually helping? Right. So you have to use all of that data to support something and figure out how you improve. It's also uh, there, you know, for anybody who wants to get super nerdy, it's a lag metric. Right. Yeah. And so it tells Pretend me like you're explaining lag metric to a five-year-old. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you. So the, the lag metric for anybody who's not aware of how metrics work. So lag means it's in the past, right? What I'm trying to look for are, I need a, I need a solid combination of both lag and lead metrics, right? So a lag metric would be, we had net three from last month, right? A leading metric would be something like leads coming in, which then I can, you know, mathematically probably figure out what my probability of what my net is going to be moving forward, right? So I can have a, I can have a, a forecast based on this lead metric of leads coming in, right? So if I know I have five, four leads coming in per week and I'm closing at an 80% rate, that lead coming in allows me to create a lead metric of like, Again, it's going to be forecasted of like roughly four closures per month, which would give me a net gain of, or a net, not a net, it would give me a gross uh, increase of 16, but my net might be 12 because I had four people cancel or move or something like that. So the, that most people are looking at lag metrics, which is a problem because it's always in the past. And this is a, pro this is a conversation I have with gym owners all the time. And, and it ultimately boils down to this is like, what is the plan, right? And the short answer is there is no plan, right? No, everybody's looking in the rearview mirror instead of looking forward and trying to create lead metrics that would result in the positive lag metrics that it is that I want. Right. So everybody's just like, well, I, get, I lost three or four last month, or I, uh, you know, or people are like worried about the fourth quarter be like, what about December? And I'm like, December should have been resolved last December. That, and, and that's where I'm like, so if you're a person who's worried about the fourth quarter of this year, you're somebody who looks at lag metrics and you have no plan. If you are somebody who's just like, now's not the right time, you have no plan. And you will be caught in this perpetual state of not having a plan waiting for in air quotes, the right time to do something. And Newsflash, the right time was yesterday. Also, if we ask the question, when is the right time? There is no answer for that. It's just, I'm scared, which I get, by the way, right? I have empathy for that. But the point is, you have to do something, right? And that's always my question is like, what's the plan? Because right? everybody's got to go, like, 100 members. Push my following question is like, what's the plan to get there? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. So, what are we going to do about that? And this idea that, you know, people should be right now planning for bare minimum the first half of next year, right now, 
not well, in December. And the analogy I always make to box owners is how, how many times has somebody come to your box, maybe done a free trial, even a free week or gone through onboarding. And then, you know, when you're like, all right, so you're ready to do this thing. You're ready to join. They're like, man, I just need to get ready for this. I need to get ready for CrossFit. And first of all, we all know there's no amount of whatever you're going to do that will actually prepare you No, because you're still going to move like dog shit. You're, you're not going to push yourself with whatever you're doing, et cetera. You also but don't more, know what you're doing. Yeah. And, and by the way, yeah. Like what makes you think all of a sudden 35 years into your life magically, it's like saying, I'm going to be a doctor. I, I'm not quite ready, but I'm going to get ready. And, and in a couple of months, I'll be a doctor. Like, cool. What are you doing? Like, but it goes back to what's your plan? Like, all right, you're going to come back in three months. What's going to change over the next 90 days? And, and realistically, they don't know what that looks like. And box owners are the same. They're like, oh, man, I got to get ready for either affiliate you or for coaching or for, for next year. And it's like, cool. What are you doing to do that? Uh, I, I don't know. The same thing I've been doing that's not been working. Uh, how's that going? How's that working out for well, you? Well, the other thing, and this is, this is probably the biggest hurdle and uh, to get over, which is like people are there, the fear of what's coming. Right. Known, unknown, likely, unlikely. Like if we want to go, like we want to make this true blue CrossFit, right? Like the unknown. Okay. And my contention is then you probably should not open a gym because if that is the mindset, like what I think, what I think is super important for people to understand is the second I step into the pool of entrepreneurship, it is really rough meaning like the the market doesn't care the other businesses don't care your clients don't care like nobody cares about any of that stuff that you're worried about because they have their own stuff and putting myself in a state of mind where i'm just gonna sit back and hope that things don't go poorly instead of being reactive or excuse me instead of being proactive and making my own plans so that i can navigate the world regardless of what happens is is where most entrepreneurs will be entrepreneurs will be successful who they're not waiting for things to happen they're constantly navigating providing themselves you know either options or you know a different revenue stream or something like that and the people that struggle the most which was me for a very very long time was just like well i'm i'm waiting for the stars to align and all i'm doing in that process is continually getting in my own way and telling myself a false narrative that one day, by me doing nothing, all of the cards will stack up the way that I want them to. Mm -hmm. And it's just not the way it works. And when I finally kind of took ownership, it's like, I was like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. Or like, I'm not going to sit around and tell myself the same old song and dance and be like, okay, well, next year is going to be the year. Like this year is going to be my year and then do nothing about it. Make no commitment, not do something that is uncomfortable, you know, not try to commit to something that feels like a bit of a stretch. And shockingly enough, I never got anywhere ever. Only when I started like really stretching outside my boundaries and, and having some failures and stretching and trying to find answers and, 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 and reaching out to other people was the part that I started to create some momentum moving forward. But that's when I started to start thinking out and projecting forward instead of just sitting back and say, like, I'm just going to wait for the right time. Waiting never got anybody anywhere. It, it, it's, it's surprising to me 
to this day, we've talked about it time and time again, that every box owner does not have, whether you want to call it a coach or whether you just want to call it a, a mentorship, like it's insane to me. I, it's truly insane. And not just because I want them to sign up with us, but it's also, I'm certain at this point with affiliate you, if you did sign up with us, you're going to be successful. It's like, you know, if we just look at it again from like the investment standpoint, like, Hey, you want to invest in anything? A thousand dollars. What's my return? A thousand and one sign me up. Like if I'm going to make a dollar, why would I not invest in that? And the truth is it's rarely, you're going to make a dollar. It's often double, triple, et cetera. We're, we do the same thing with, with coaches. It's like, all they see is, well, it's this cost. Yeah. You're going to get that back. Not only in money, but in your time, your effort, your stress, your relationships with your, with your significant other, like, how are you not looking in the future? It's, it's, it's mind boggling to me. Well, it's not to me because I, I very vividly remember being, <laughs> well, not, not shocking to me that you're mind boggled, but the, yeah. I, I've, I vividly remember being in that state and it was, it was, you know, it was a state of scarcity. It's just like, all right, well, if I if I just hold on to everything that I've got and I don't commit to anything, then ultimately well, I'll, what I will avoid is failure. Well, at least that's in my mind. But the reality of being in that state of mind is I'm I'm doomed. I'm only doomed for failure in that state. There is no forward progress happening at that point. And the understanding like the the risk needs to be calculated. And whatever you do, again, like you've mentioned, like if you do a Tony Robbins, if you do like an online workshop, if you do, uh, if you get like uh, some sort of uh, mindset coach or something like that, the point is this person is your guide, right? They're the person that has the plan that you either have not figured out or have not gone through the experiences with which they would provide you the framework to have a plan to move forward. And if we just look statistically speaking, and we look at most affiliates, and we're just like, well, listen, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wait it out, and then the market will correct. I'll do it. like that. That metric doesn't exist. We, I mean, we kind of know where the vast majority of affiliates sit with revenue-wise, profit margin, and all that kind of stuff. And all the ones, this plan that everybody is failing at is the one that people continue to operate under. Which is like, all right, well, I'll just wait for the right time. I'll buy uh, a new GHD. I will, I'll take the level two. Um, I had somebody recently who I was talking to about this and like, well, I've been thinking about taking my level two. And oh, for the record, let me lose my mind. I'm going to get angry. For, <laughs> for, well, let me tee this up for you. For the record, level two, probably the top course that CrossFit offers. I mean, only because you've never seen the level four. Yes, you're right. Yes. Right. Once yeah. You... Nobody's seen it because it doesn't exist. There is a. If you guys want to see, if you guys want to see the, the the letter and number four, just look at Jay's shirt. But that's different than the course. However, it, th there's a difference between I'm I'm working on my professional development and growth as a coach, and I operate a business. And I'm going to tell you straight up, your level two will have little to no impact on growing your business. It will make you a better coach, which does not unfortunately equate to running a solid business. The ability to separate the two is a pretty big deal in my mind. 
and understanding when and how investments need to be made. And I have made this mistake incorrectly, or I've made that mistake over and over and over, over the years. And I'm like, at some point, after we're like, I'm I'm investing in this very specific lane, and there there is a return on that. But some of them are a little bit more abstract or not uh, financially, you know, something that I could calculate. But some of them are right. Which I'm going to do this thing, and this is going to be the outcome. And in most instances, it's probably going to be way more than I thought it was going to be. But you're angry. What are you angry about? No, it gets me angry whenever. Well, first of all, there's two things and not necessarily attached to what you just said. One, I, I get frustrated when I see things about like, oh, all you do is take a weekend course and you can coach CrossFit. And it's like when I was 18, all I did was take a test that had nothing to do with learning anything. I literally showed up passed my ACE personal trainer exam and I was a personal trainer and I gave multiple people rhabdo. I knew nothing about the body. I didn't coach. It was more just a glorified, you know, aerobic routine. So stop with that nonsense because most of the courses out there are, are nothing compared to the level one. Yeah. Oh, it's only two days. It's fucking 16 hours. You, you work out for 18 minutes or less of those 16 hours. Meaning, 18 minutes would be the max. Right. Absolute max, which implies you did terrible on the day one <laughs> right, workout. Which, is, which means you don't understand the stimulus of the workouts. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so you're getting hours and hours of methodology, hours and hours of practical use, et cetera. And I and understand few and far people between still feel that way. And then secondly, like you're talking about is like, oh, should I take the level two? It's like. If you, yes, I mean, if you don't care about coaching other human beings, no, 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 you don't need a level two. You know, I would go, why bother revalidating your level one? Like, just get out of this industry. Like, if you don't want to advance to the next thing, whatever that is in life, it's like, don't, don't do this anymore. Like, if you've taken your level one, it should be immediately on your to-do list to take your level two, not necessarily tomorrow, but one or two years from now, that's right. it. I mean, if you don't have a weekend of time and a thousand dollars, I'll, I mean, it's like, I'll pay for it. I, I, mean, I take that back. I'm not paying for all you people, but yeah, yeah. look, okay. Call it a thousand dollars. What does that mean? I'm going to give myself two years. That's 102 weeks. Can I save, I don't know, $10 a week? It's 104. 104, whatever. Two weeks in a year, 365 Leap days. year, leap year, whatever. Um, can I, can you save $10 a week? Cause you're buying coffee. You're buying other nonsense. How about you don't buy that, those wrist wraps you, you didn't need. How about you buy the new RX mark, your jump rope, the, that the FRE, that's a little bit cheaper and, and put that money aside. Like there's so many things, right? So if you can't, if you can't afford it or find the time that's on you and you're and and you're doing something wrong. Well, I think something you highlighted there, which is um, there is no reward down the road without some degree of risk or investment. And that could that doesn't necessarily mean monetarily. It could be like not doing certain things like you just mentioned. It could be spending more time in the books. It could be reading a business book. Um, but m- my path was, one, I, once I made that decision, I wasn't ready to make like a financial investment. So then I started consuming information. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to do this other dumb shit anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to collect as much information as I can. And then some point, so I was like, now I'm ready to do that. 
and make some sort of either time commitment or financial commitment or commit resources or, or something along those lines. But it, but it doesn't come without you investing, right? There, there's no, there's no, like you can't, like, it's not, it, it's like the stock market, right? It's just like, Hey, how do I make some money in the stock market? Like, Put some money in the stock market. Like you don't go to your advisor and he just like, Hey, could you just pull some money out of the stock market for me? It's like, well, you're going to have to give me some money for me to make that happen. <laughs> I've got a plan. I know exactly where I'm going to put all this stuff, but there's going to be some ups and downs in there, but the overall trend will be upward looking at the, the metrics for the past, you know, hundred years. Right. That's where people, and, but sitting back and saying, well, like, and this is uh, so if you've, uh, have you read um, uh, Tony Robbins money master the game? Yeah. My, well, they gave it out actually at the seminar that I went to really heavy read, right. It's very, you know, I'm, I'm an idiot, but like, that's a heavy read. And it took me a long time to get through that book. But the basic premise of that is you cannot win unless you get in the game. Yeah. Like that's it. Like whether it's $1 or a million dollars, it doesn't matter. There is no winning by sitting on the sideline. Like it is not a thing. And that's where a lot of people are at. And it's largely because they have fears of failure, which are real because you can fail. And they don't know what to do. Right. And so this is a concept where I'm like, listen, I'm reading a book right now called Who Not How. And what most gym owners need to is that, do. Is that Dr. Seuss? Oh, no, that's How Now Brown Cow. The, um, the, but the basic, I mean, obviously the, the, the title of the book gives it away, but it's, it's actually way deeper than that. And figuring out who the who's are in your world and the who could be somebody to do a task or the who could be somebody that has access to somebody else or the who could be somebody that will uh, provide you with an idea or somebody that has a plan. The, who, the, the, the different who's have a, lot of, uh, have a lot of faces on them or, or type of skill sets if you want. Like a virtual assistant can be your who if you are strapped for cash and don't want to hire a full-time coach. You could do that with a virtual assistant. That could be your who that would free up your time. If you're a business owner, for most of us, the who, the person that actually provides me this plan that leads me along this, that like is the one that kind of has the vision and knows how to execute it is some sort of mentor or business coach. That could be somebody in your gym that owns multiple businesses that's super successful. It could be a paid business or something like that. It could be a lot of different things. But the problem is most people are not asking themselves like who is going to help me solve this problem. They're asking the wrong question, which is like, how do I solve this problem? And that is a fundamentally fault, flawed question because you cannot solve that problem because you don't have the resources and information to solve the problem. So I have to find out who is going to provide me or lead me down the road that would give me this plan or give me the resources or give me the guidance or give me the tools or give me access that would get me to where I want to go. And that's what people need to be asking. It's not how, but there's, there's, there's templates galore in the world, which is the how and the what, right? Most people get blocked on the who, who is going to either explain this template and how to execute it in, in like real no shit application, or who is going to do this 20 hours of work that I need a month that I don't have the bandwidth for because I'm coaching all the classes. That is typically the problem. 
So, and then there could be multiple who's involved there. One might be the who that is actually going to do it. And the other one would be the who is going to teach me how to, how to utilize this other person to do said task. There's two separate problems there. And people are constantly asking themselves, how do I do this? And I think you should know how to do most things in your business, but that's different than saying that you should do it. And, and I want to be very careful here because this is important. When you introduce the idea of who and, and, and doing some of these things is different for every single business owner. There is no like one set way to go about do this. Not every single business owner has the same needs. They'll have different unique skills and different visions. Having somebody unpack that for you to point you in the right direction of like, hey, who should your first who be? And what should they be doing? That's where the value is. And if you want some action items, just like questions we ask people all the time is just like, everybody's like, I need more members, right? Which is always, right? There's multiple problems in there that we can unpack in a, like a 48 hour podcast. But my first question is write down 10 things that would potentially lead to getting one new member, 10 different things. Okay. And then ask yourself, who would help me do that? Not how would I do that? How is generally pretty obvious. Who would help me do that? And then go execute on those things. You will probably miss on 50% of them. However, if I hit on 50% of them, that's five new people. And what I've solved is a problem of like, hey, I already established how I'm going to do that. But then I'm like, who's going to help me do that? That could be like, I don't know how to uh, do MailChimp. Cool. Find somebody to help you uh, learn how to do MailChimp. Right? And so I can send an email blast out that says, uh, bring a friend week is next week. Everybody show up. I'll be your friend. You know, that is where I want people to move to because this idea that like, you're going to sit back and the time is going to be right. That time has already passed. The right time was yesterday. The right time. It's like, Hey, when was the best time to plant a tree 30 years ago? That was the right time to plant a tree, you know? So, you know, if you're worried about the end of the quarter, Hey, you need to be planning next year. That's where you need to be. Like that's where, that's what needs to be happening right now. So you have to put that plan in place. And if you don't know how to create a plan, then you got to find a who that's going to help you figure out how to write that plan. Yeah. I think two things you touched upon that are super valuable. You know, one of our, one of our clients was having a bit of a stressful time with, you know, with everything and he needed some new members. Right. And I said, similar to what you just said, but I was like, Hey, I want you to write down 20 ideas. And it's, you know, no different than, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, we do all of this stuff through best hour, right? When we were in Virginia a couple months ago, it was like, what's, what are our goals? How are we going to get there? Like no ideas off limits. Right. Right. Katie wants to interview the rock every time the rock, the rock, the rock. I'm like, dude, you got an influencer right here. Like do you need, <laughs> do the you rock? secretly know him? Like, do you have, you have that connection because you're an influencer? I didn't want to, you I know, did watch I the can't. Jungle Cruise the other day. That's about as close as that I was good. That right. was a good movie. But yeah, there's a, there's definitely a secret group for influencers that I can't really divulge much more than that. Yeah. Well, if you're a level four influencer, then what level influencer is he? Because he has to be higher than you. Two hundred million. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> there's very few people above a level four. The Rock is one of them. He's one of so, them. But you know, I said, hey, twenty ideas. There's nothing off limits. Uh, you know walk around naked with a sandwich sign saying free membership, like, cool. Like we're going to figure out which ones we actually roll with and which we don't. But like you said, then it becomes who can help me with these things. And, and I think, you know, an, an analogy you kind of touched upon, but worth repeating. It's like, you want to retire at 65 or whatever that looks like. I hope you don't just show up at 65 years old one day, like with your hand out and be like, Hey, 
uh, I'm here to retire. Like you better have a plan. And and the same with holds true with your business. Like don't come to me in three years saying, I thought we'd have a hundred members by now when you didn't have a plan in place to get to 100 members. Yeah. Okay, what was the plan? To, I just thought we would open and they would all come in. I'm like, yeah, if you build it. If you build it, they will, come. they will come. Right. No, they might five. You might get five. Right. But those like, and again, like those times are gone. Like that was 2007. We're in 2021, almost 2022. The game has changed. Things are significantly different. And if you're going into this being nothing but reactive with no plan about moving forward, with no idea how to reverse engineer lead metrics into lag metrics, then you, you have to sort that out. There's a lot of ways to sort that out. But if you don't, you're going to fast forward 12 months from now and you will be sitting in the exact same spot. And that is the definition of insanity. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs, my favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, Hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard bomb. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. WheelPay.